Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Did you know, Aidan, that we're now offering monthly lectures through The Successful Mentalist? Wait, what? Uh, no, I had no, absolutely no idea. What, what are they about? Oh, well, you see, each month we're launching a new lecture and we're teaching a brand new trick and a brand new effect. I thought you guys weren't doing tricks. I thought you were teaching all of the other important stuff. Ah, yeah. See, I think we're actually the only place at the moment where we're not only just teaching the trick, but we're giving you the entire package. We're teaching all of the other subtleties around it, almost like a full-on masterclass lecture. Wow, that sounds amazing. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in. What, what are you teaching this month? Surprisingly, Aidan, which hand? Specifically your witch hand, which is why I'm very confused that you've forgotten this. Uh, yeah, no, that makes sense. I, yep, forgot about that. Um, where can everybody find out some more? Ah, oh, easy question. Easy to answer. All you've got to do is head over to our website, thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash lectures. Easy as that. Wow. Yep. Let's do that. We should probably start the podcast at this point as well. We should. Let's go into it. Hello, guys. My name's Ashley Green, and this is episode 23 of the Successful Mentalist podcast. I'm going to keep it short and sweet today. I'm not going to tell you what this episode is going to be about, but instead I'm going to hand you back over to Aidan O'Sullivan, Mr. I'm going to forget which lecture I'm performing this month, and he's going to be able to run through the Google definition of what this week's episode is all about. So, Aidan. Yes, so this week we're, we're talking about a really interesting concept because it's come up for us quite a bit and it's about authenticity you probably guessed that from the title but there's maybe a few listeners that are like what does that even mean what does authenticity mean what does it mean to be authentic so we are pulling up the google definition right now to be authentic is to be not false or copied to be genuine and to be real there's given the example of an authentic antique, which is supported with unquestionable evidence from its origin, and it is just true to itself. It is what it says it is. You know, the thing that strikes me with that definition, not being false or copied. I think there's two very important things we can talk about on this episode. The idea of staying true to yourself and not being who you on and if that makes sense and and also not copying others and copying their performances just because you think they look cool and you want to be like that and i think that brings another important point that if you're just trying to do something because it's cool it doesn't really allow them to learn about you and that's the most important part of entertainment and most of the time we miss it we completely forget about that because instead what we want to do is we want to do good tricks to get crazy reactions so that our guests make us look good in front of the client so that we get booked again. Like, sure, that might be a good approach for your business, but for you, you're actually compromising your own performances and your own ability to connect with that audience in whatever way that you want. 
because you're just favouring something that does another job. And instead, I think what we need to do is we need to choose our material carefully so that our audience can actually learn enough about us at the same time as us sharing entertainment. And I'm not saying that we have to turn this into a history lesson about when I was younger, I used to be able to dream that I could read people's minds and guess exactly which hand a coin is in, because that's the example I'm using right now. I'm not saying we need to build a full on story just to be able to share that. But instead, it's it's just bringing an element of your own humanity into your performances. Why try and do something that you've seen somebody else do that when actually what you resonate with is childhood games like the witch hand game like for me that's that's my approach i want to do like these simple quirky little games that people are familiar with and that and in doing that they learn about me that's it the important thing is as well like you said they learn about you and this is another thing which i see performers that they kind of jump over and they forget about the people are actually interested in you you know imagine that put yourself in their shoes for a second you sat there and someone approaches you. I can read minds. You think, okay. Then they read your mind. How can you not be interested in that person? No one's going to be like, all right, fair enough, move on. They're going to be like, oh, tell me more. How do you read minds? How did you get into this? And, you know, this is a thing which I, I'm guilty of doing it, or at least I was, until I started performing at the residency at Houdini's. I would perform at quite a bit. And it was there that the manager, the guy running it, he came up to me and said, just to let you know, when you perform, people don't just want to see trick, 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 trick. They want to hear about you. They almost want to become your friend. They really want to just just have a chat and find out more information. So I, I've really bared that in mind. And I've, I've now gone through, like, and this is going back like two and a half, three years, really, since I started. It's gone through performing a trick, moving on to the next group to just having a chat maybe performing a trick, maybe performing another one and having a chat. You know, sometimes I go up to people at a table and I've got a classic example of this. I approached one group, we had a chat, they were having fun, I was having fun, and then I moved to the next group without actually reading their mind. Like, I don't think we actually need to perform all the time, as long as we stick to true we are and, and be authentic. And entertainment doesn't come from showing off a miracle. Entertainment comes in many forms, and for that group at that time, I, I just think it's crazy that they were entertained just by hearing about me. Like, that group didn't actually really want to see anything. They were just curious and wanted to ask me questions. So I delivered on that. And as entertainers, we can present that as an interesting way, and they had fun. I think that's a beautiful little story. I think that's that's really, really important. It's really important to remember that the reason we, we're booked is to entertain, not to do magic tricks. I think, though, that there is going to be a, an issue if people take that away and think, oh, well, I'm going to take a, a deck of cards and, and that I'll, I might do a trick at my gig. I think that's a bad, a bad approach yeah. to take. Don't what, do that. What we're saying here is if someone books you to do tricks, don't not deliver. Actually deliver and give, a, you know, give your client what they've blimmin' paid for, but just remember to be sociable and just be you throughout and, and have chats with people. Combine the two. 
And I think what's also important is that, okay, maybe you got into magic and stuff because you were interested in this, but you, you're quite an introverted personality. So you're not a, a typical person to go and be outgoing and really make these connections and talk to people and be this life and soul of the party kind of person and this this big entertainer that most people have like in their heads maybe that's not you so don't put on the front don't try and be that unless you really 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 want to change and become that don't don't compromise who, who you are in that respect don't compromise on being the introverted personality use that to your advantage turn that into a piece of uh, character development if you want turn that into a bit about you and allow people to to experience that and if you get booked for an event then then that's great you can easily just walk up to a, a group and say hi i've been i've been booked by this i i don't usually do this kind of stuff but would you mind if i just if i just showed you something rather than hurling your way into a group and be like hey i like i'm i'm the mind reader do you look think of something like you don't need to compromise on on that inner self you can find ways around it and we're in this beautiful situation as entertainers that our real selves, we can hide in what we call character. We talk about it all the time. It's so important to know who you are and what you're trying to do and all of that kind of stuff. Again, listen back to other episodes, episode five, for example, and any other episode, really, because we talk about it a lot. But you don't need to hide the most important parts of yourself. If anything, you should put them on show even if you're uncomfortable with it. it. A lot of people say that growth lies outside of your comfort zone. And if you're not comfortable sharing that inner part of yourself or a specific thing that you enjoy, then that's a good thing. Because that means once you do that, you've just broken down your barriers and your limitations and you're moving to the next big thing. Oh, that's so powerful. It reminds me of something. And um, would you agree with this? Like when you're open to other people, they're open back to you. A hundred percent. It's so, so important. And I think this is actually something that uh, leads into a slightly different point that I, I do want to mention here. Um, but I was talking to Keith Ferrazzi uh, a little while back, and he references something in communication called the Johari window, which is essentially when you're going into a, a group or you're in your meeting somebody, you need to sort of match their level of communication. For example, if they're an outgoing bubbly personality type, if you can be another outgoing bubbly personality type to rise to their level of conversation, then you're naturally going to like get on with those. You're naturally going to click. So I think it's important to do that. But at the same time, don't do that so much that you compromise on, on your character, like being an introvert, trying to be an extrovert. You, if you do that too much, you're just going to end up getting stuck and you're going to spiral into this rut of, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I doing this? And because it's not true. It's not who you are. And that's the, as you mentioned, it's the easiest way to lose your passion. So using these techniques like the Jahari window to match the communication levels to then allow that to just sort of drip feed your character into your, into your performance or the conversation. That's a great tool, but it doesn't compromise you and, and your personality and what it is that you're doing. And, and that's another important point to make. I, I feel it was relevant here. You can use these tools, but just don't don't make yourself these tools. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Keith's got some amazing, amazing points. So it's incredible that you've been able to speak to him because he's an awesome guy. 
Hey there guys, it's Aidan here from the Successful Mentalist podcast, just interrupting for a quick second to say thanks for listening. Now, of course, if you have just got a few moments, bring out your phones, whack the, the little subscribe button on. Um, yep, you know, the one that says subscribe, just press that button. And again, you're going to get updates from every time that we drop a new episode. You'll get those notifications straight into your mobile device or wherever you're listening to us. And again, it'll help boost our stats and get us out to more magicians and entertainers across the world, which is exactly what we want. Anyway, I'm going to leave you to go back to the podcast now. But make sure you subscribe. Do it. Do it. The other thing as well, which obviously links into being authentic, not being a copycat. How many times do you see it? And especially in mentalism, like Darren Brown has been considered like an insane mentalist who really has done a lot of stuff. He's done everything you can think of, from seances to psychological readings to everything in between. So some people might be thinking, oh, it's so hard not to copy. Well, you're wrong. We're all individuals on this planet. If you stick to what you like and what you love and what you're passionate about, you won't copy anyone because no one else is like you. Well, exactly that. I think it's important to know as well that you can look to these other people and rather than copying their exact presentations and, and the way they they act their mannerisms all of that kind of stuff you can draw inspiration from those people you can happily look at say Darren for example as as you mentioned him you can look at Darren and see the way he comes across as this this great showman are there bits of that that you like can you draw inspiration from that you're not a, a a Darren Brown copycat like you you get these musicians that are tribute acts when was the last time you saw a magic tribute act like if you want Darren Brown at your event you go to Darren bloody Brown you don't ask some dude from Whitstable to come in and, and copycat Darren it just it doesn't work because that's not the way our industry runs it's a great point and we know that there's loads of mentalists out there who are exact copycats of Darren Brown, to like the weird ways he speaks, to the way he presents his routines, the way he goes through revealing information. It's just, people aren't being authentic and true to them. And I think if they just shifted the way they presented it, one, they'd have more fun, and two, their audiences will have more fun as well with it. It's it's so important, and I, I think it's worth mentioning that we've probably all been there. Like, I've hands up, I've been a, a Darren Brown copycat at points. I've been uh, flipping. You name a, a mentalist that I've had an inspiration or drawn inspiration from, I've copied them, sure. But it's allowed me to get to the point that I've realised that what I should be doing is drawing the the best bits. That what do I like about that, and how would I do that? How would I replicate? Darren's charisma in this situation what how would I replicate the way that Luke Jermay holds an audience's attention how how would I personally do that and in doing that and asking those questions you, you're going to find the the little tidbits and the ways to streamline your your performances if you like and, and streamline your entire mentalism magic career because you're finding the ways that mean something to you and if you're operating within meaning, then you'll 
far more advanced than any other performer because they're just doing it because it's what they enjoy and it's just what they're doing it's just surface level addiction if you like it's not an addiction but it's like everyone's operating at that surface level of oh i'm doing the tricks because oh yeah it's i i've done it and i've learned and now i'm just doing it but for for you listeners how would i reveal this piece of information how would i recreate this amazing feat that i've just seen david blaine do how would i do something draw inspiration from there operate from a sense of meaning and have a huge goal for your entertainment career you will never lose passion you will never be a copycat and you will never be sort of tarnished in that sense the aim is to rather than try and copy everybody the aim is to get yourself into such a position that you get copied try and be the uh, the sufferer from being copied that's a terrible way of putting it try essentially try and make yourself get copycatted because then you know you've done something good because people wouldn't copy something that's bad right pow pow you've just covered that <laughs> wow that's... Sorry about that. what more <laughs> don't be sorry like, what more do i add on <laughs> i think you've covered every point there like it is so true everything you're saying and there's so many people out there who need to hear that advice. People need to hear it. And I think it's easy to get caught up in that way of thinking and thinking, I need to present my mentalism like this because this is what gets good results for others. I, I need to do this. People are telling me to perform like this. The older generation is saying, I, I must do these certain moves like this. And, and it's so easy to get caught up in that way of thinking. And then when you've done it for a while, that certain way of thinking becomes routines and now what we're saying is you've got to break those routines and the way you've been performing for potentially the last few years decade or whatever just to be authentic to yourself so yeah it's, it's going to be hard if you are stuck in your routines but as you've just heard from the mountain of wealth that asians just shared it's going to be worth it well this is it i think it's also worth worth mentioning that i, I want to throw something controversial out I want to say that wherever you are in the magic community right now, I want you to ignore the magic community because it is what has ultimately driven us downhill into this point of copycats and restricted performances. And you have to be like this. And it's it's funneled our way through the, the marketing of magic products all the way through to just watching lecturers say, I say that you have to then say this and then you have to say this. You mentioned it in your handstick lecture last month. The the lines that you give are just lines that work for you. But once you understand the premise or the reason why those lines are there, write your own. But I think that the whole community as, as a sort of a generalized thing, it's funneled us right down to this point of, OK, I've got to do it like this. And now we don't do that deeper thinking. We don't think, how would we do it? And I think it's our job, both here at TSM and you guys, the listeners of the podcast, to change that. Ignore the community. Whenever you find a rule in the community about how to present your effect, ignore it. Do the opposite. Because that's what's going to break us into new ground. That's what's going to push us to the next level. That's what's going to allow us to find these new types of characters and these new areas that we can play in. 
don't just do what everybody else says to do because that's how it's always been done it's the it's the biggest lie on the planet it's always been done like that so we have to do it like that no but at the same time i say ignore the community i want you to pay absolute attention to the community listen to the common rules find out what it is that people are saying that you should be doing nowadays does this work for you can you do the opposite can you do something different and perhaps just perhaps try and create your own splinter community find that small group it's what's helped us get to this point find that small group of like-minded peers heck post something tag social uh, tsm on social media and try and find other people search for hashtag the successful mentalist find other people that are posting about this as well create that community talk to them essentially what i'm trying to get at here is that what we need to do we owe it to magic and also ourselves to be ourselves find ourselves find our way of doing things create that community build everyone together and let's change the face of modern magic and put it where it needs to be and where it deserves to be and if any of you need help with that like you've said building that community I mean, for the past few months, we've actually been doing that and we've actually been helping people. People have been booking us, like clients, to actually help them with their performances, like being unique, developing the character. And if that is something that you're interested in, uh, head over to our website and check out the coaching. You can hop on a discovery call and we can chat about your problems, what you might be facing and how we can specifically help you overcome those hurdles and set you on your path of uniqueness going forward. Like... It's, it is something which we're not taught about. And I think that just to really kind of round this up and, and say kind of a final thought on this, I think the way that products are being sold to us suit our need for like being served everything on the plate is convenience. You're given a script, you're given a presentation, you're given the trick, the effect, you're given everything and it said perform it like this and it'll work. No, it'll work for the person who's made it, but it won't really work for you. But it's just so convenient to be served that because who wants to get a product and then the person says, now you do the thinking, how apply, how would you apply that? But this is what we're trying to change with everything. As you've said, we want people to think more. It's what we're, we're doing literally with the All About The Trick series. I don't want to keep bringing it up because this isn't like an over sales plug here, but what, what, we, what we're doing and what we're hoping to achieve through this series is we're teaching a, a way around a specific plot for example at the, at the end of this month i'm teaching my influence routine for my witch hand i'm teaching the principles and the back theory so that you can take that away and plug it in your own character plug it in your own performances perform it how you want to perform it same with your handstick lecture you talk about the lines and and, and the key bits of information they're the most irrelevant part it's the reason why why are you using those lines what do those lines do why is that line so important at this point in the routine take those lines adapt them play with them use them for a little while heck replicate other people's performances for a short term until you can get to grips with how to change it for yourself but the aim is to break away from doing what any anyone says and i know a lot of performers actually when they buy a trick or something when they buy a trick they buy a, a dvd and they they see a trick or whatever they they just learn the method from that and they don't either watch the instructions or they or they, they just try and find their own way to use the gimmick because chances are you might end up similar because obviously that's the nature of the gimmick but 
it gives you that opportunity to think as big as you like without doing what the box tells you to do. Is that? Well, <laughs> I mean, I hope you guys have found some information on this. Like, I know, like, this episode has basically been me just shutting up, taking the back seat, and letting Aiden's mind just pour out through his microphone, which uh, is like, honestly, you've said some information, and I really hope you guys do take a lot from this. I'm sure you will. And like you said, it reminds me of the uh, the Tom Elderfield episode when he talks about Derham and the fact that he, he said uh, something to children. It's okay to copy for now, but try and think of ways of being unique. Well, on that note, I think this is a, a perfect opportunity to wrap up this episode. Hopefully you've found value in this. If you take nothing else away from this, just find out who you are be true to yourself and i promise i absolutely promise hand on heart right now that you will not be disappointed but in the meantime again we mentioned it a few times in the episode all about the tricks it's our brand new monthly lecture series you can find all of that information on the successfulmentalist.com forward slash lectures uh, equally, if you want coaching, again, that's a specific opportunity that we offer. We have free 15-minute discovery calls. You literally just hop on a Zoom call with us, talk to us, we talk to you, see if we can help, and then we'll go from there. That's all, thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash coaching. And finally, please tag us on social media. That's so important. Like, as we said in the episode, like, we want you guys to to connect with each other and, and build this community and, and match with the like-minded people that are going to help you and each other grow we want to redefine the community and that's entirely in your hands oh and don't forget to subscribe and like and rate the podcast do screenshots and shares that and and all of that funky business help help us beat the algorithm there we go now aiden's giving you all your homework <laughs> see you next week Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you straight there or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. 
To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.